everybody out there listening to us on this lovely Sunday that we're recording ahead of a Thursday release. Welcome to Join the Gang, a New Age community podcast. Here on this show, we talk about the wonderful ways that people that are members of Northeastern University Association of Gaming Enthusiasts like to spend their time together, especially right now in this dull-stricken pandemic world. I'm your host, Connor Tripp, and with me today, my fellow co-host, a stalwart in the ranks himself, it's Max Pavanopoulos. Hello, yes, it's me, Max, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm uh, (laughs) going to continue playing Tabletop Simulator, which is, spoiler alert, uh, we're going to talk about Tabletop Simulator today. I'm going to continue playing Tabletop Simulator as long as I have to, to get my board gaming fix. Max, I can't believe you would do that to me. Why would you spoil the topic of the show we're about to talk about? How could you? You know, I'm greedy. I'm I'm very selfish, and I really wanted to take this title for myself. And what title is that? Tabletop Simulator is, that's the title. Is that so? Is that the title? Okay, I understand. Well... I don't know, Max. Our differences seem to be growing war- far and wide. We might need to bring some uh, mediaries in to uh, manage our differences. What do you think about that? I think that putting people in the middle of our arguments is the perfect way to get them to like us. So let's introduce the first one. Yeah, just so happens we have three intermediaries here today. All right, Max, you can take it away with the first guest. Why, of course I'm going to take it away with the first guest. The first guest and... One of the first members of the club, uh, the very first official New Age president. It is none other than Rachel Hoffing coming back uh, from a long hiatus just for this. Hi, guys. Yeah, thanks so much for yeah, having just for me. The just for the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to leave after this. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, we'll make sure that you leave the server post-haste. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean more so for the um, for the topic of today's episode, Tabletop Simulator, which has brought you uh, sort of back from the dead. Yeah, it has kind of ended my uh, board gaming hiatus. Yeah, for sure. I'm a grad student, and so the last couple semesters or so has been so busy. And so my 2021 kind of resolution was to meet more people and play more board games. And it turns out that New Age in this Discord has been the absolute best way to do that. I'm glad you uh, found us again. Yeah, me too. It's a beautiful community and it's great to see people return after a long time gone because it means they still care about us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. Rage, you're one of the uh, earliest members of the club, as Max said. What? How is your experience now different than it used to be? Well, obviously, it's a little different because, you know, pandemic board gaming is is not the same as in-person board gaming. But one thing that I was really pleasantly surprised to see is the same is that this community of people is so incredibly friendly and welcoming and so excited to jump in on any like board gaming opportunity and like hanging out opportunity and just the second I joined the Discord, everybody wanted to do anything I suggested. It's awesome. It reminds me of the like 2 a.m. board gaming shenanigans that we used to do like back in 2015 and 2016 when I joined. And like, it's so nice to see that everything is like just the way it was. Yeah, that's really something special about us. It's funny. I, we don't get too much of the 2 a.m. stuff anymore, <laughs> but I do wish we did. It would be wonderful uh, to, to return to the ways of old and real life soon enough. I've one seen day. Some, uh, some late night among us on the Discord. You can't keep the Among Us crowd away. I'm pretty sure the Among Us crowd doesn't sleep. They're too afraid of uh, that there's an imposter in their house. It thinks that their clock is an imposter, so it doesn't believe that the time is so late. That that I could see happening. Well, luckily for Rachel, she's not the only one who has to deal with Max and I shenanigans today. We have one more guest for this. Bjorn 
Bjorn, I, I have to admit, I've never pronounced your last name before, so let me try to butcher it, okay? Ready? <laughs> Kiruf. Is that at all close? Uh, it's pretty close. Pretty close! I'll take it. Yeah, people always get tripped up on the last name, but it's exactly, like, phonetic. There's no, nothing silent, nothing anything. Um. Well, we're glad to have you here, Bjorn. If I'm not mistaken, you're a second year in Northeastern, is that correct? Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm, uh, I'm a second year. I, I like playing board games. Uh, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're also a tournament winner. What was that like? I am. I happened to be the winner of the Azul tournament last semester. Funny story, I actually learned the game, like, what, a night before the tournament um, on Tabletop Simulator. So that's fun. I think that extra experience must have carried you. We've had a couple instances like there. A few semesters ago, we had a Seven Wonders tournament, and... Bruno won the tournament, and Bruno, I think, learned the game on the day of the tournament. So this is something that is commonplace. Anyone with experience, the beginner's luck is too strong around here. we got to do something about that. Yes, it seems like you were Bjorn to Bjorn game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, Max. You can't stop me. I know that if I tried to stop you, it would be futile, so. It's been, uh, it's been quite a while since, um, since I last saw any of you in, uh, per- in person, I believe. Uh, I mean, met Rachel the very early days of the club. Met Bjorn playing cryptid of all things, and um, oh yeah. For me personally, this week has been uh, pretty nice. I played a couple of board games, one of which was on Tabletop Simulator myself. I played Power Grid on Friday with Rachel, yeah, and a couple of other people, and uh, that was a, a pretty good experience. So I'm happy to be here talking about it. I can say I practiced for the session, if you will. So before before Connor moves on to the main topic, I want to wrest that back from him. And I want to learn more about people's personal lives here. Uh, so I, I know a little bit about Rachel. Uh, but Rachel, what do you do with your free time other than brew tea? <laughs> that was my answer. I was going to say brew tea. You took that from me. Well, what do I do normally or what do I do in pandemic times? Because in pandemic times, I play a lot of board games. Uh, I, will, <laughs> I will ask for... Uh, an interest other than tabletop simulator. I take circus classes in my spare time. That sounds interesting. I have not witnessed a class myself, but I know people that go. What is that like? What does a circus class entail? It is so it is so fun. So there's a place actually really close to campus called Commonwealth Circus Center that I go to. And quite a few uh, prior New Age members also I go with. And it's all kinds of stuff. You think like trapeze and um, like acrobatics. Matt and I actually take a class together. We do partner acrobatics. So it's a lot of like throwing each other in the air and climbing on each other. It's a ton of fun. It does sound like a lot of fun to me. I live in Vermont and I live just 15 minutes away from the New England Center for Circus Arts, (gasps) which is a very prestigious place. Uh, I've never been, but there were people in my high school class that went there and took classes on the regular. So it's a very exciting prospect. That is the coolest thing you've ever told me. That is amazing. And... When all well, the, I'm when a pretty all... <laughs> cool guy, but I'm glad to know that I'm validating sometimes. You I'm know? so excited about that. Honestly, this is episode two, and we're already peaking. Like, what's going to happen next week? I can't even imagine. It can only get better. Oh, oh it'll get better. <laughs> I'm glad that you guys uh, won't have to be here for our steady decline over next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny because I, you know, Max and I know Rachel. We've we've spent a lot of time with her, but 
our other guest, not at all. And so I'm curious what you guys have been keeping up to uh, in these times when we're not able to actually get together on the weekends and play board games. We've got Rachel, the ringmaster. Bjorn, what are you master of? Um, rockets, hopefully. Ooh. I'm uh, pretty active in the aerospace club here. So, yeah, that takes up a good amount of my time. We have a lot of people who used to or are concurrently in AIAA, now called Aerospace NU. We've had, like, shared presidents, a lot of people who've been in our administration, Zach Silva, Kenyon Allen, Harry Brodsky, all people who were very active in that club. So it's nice to see that relationship continuing. Yeah, definitely. All right, shall we transition into the main topic for today's talk now? All right, so the topic we've all gathered here today to discuss is Tabletop Simulator. Now, if you're a new listener to the podcast or a new member to the Discord or even a longtime member, you might not know what Tabletop Simulator is. Max, do you want to take a moment to explain to those people that are unfamiliar what we're talking about? Well, of course. So Tabletop Simulator is a Steam-based game that allows you to simulate uh, various tabletop games. Now, that can be anything ranging from Dungeons & Dragons to many different board games to card games. Uh, you can even play miniature golf on Tabletop Simulator. But essentially, it just uses a, um, a certain game engine to actually have all these different models of pieces and, and cards and everything. And then uh, you have to manually hand out the cards and pieces to everyone and, and play through the game uh, somewhat like you would in real life, but a little bit more abstracted playing with a keyboard and mouse instead of with your hands. And you can play many different games as well. Yeah, one of the, my most fascinating things I find about Tabletop Simulator is like what it takes to actually make the mods like the way it works is the program itself comes with some basic games but you go on to the Steam Workshop where users from around the world have made versions of different games that you could download and play for free and sometimes I just think about like who makes these? How do you make a tabletop simulator mod? Like, I really have no idea. And it's so cool because they have like pictures and graphics of the game board and every card and every piece and the rule book. Like, where do they get this stuff? Well, we do have a person who has made a tabletop simulator game on this Discord uh, because Amanda Dew has made Club Letter. Uh, a game that is near and dear to our hearts. Oh, we'll have to ask her about that sometime, possibly on a podcast episode. Oh, maybe we shall. So one of the things we wanted to start with here was some favorite experiences on Tabletop Simulator. We grabbed you guys for this episode because we've seen you guys playing Tabletop Simulator to different degrees over the course of the pandemic. So we were curious about, you know, what your favorite experiences have been so far, any favorite games or favorite moments, and maybe we'll start at the top with Bjorn. Sure. One that sticks out to me is I learned uh, Terraforming Mars pretty early on, and that was pretty cool. It, I'd say, worked quite well with Tabletop Simulator because you're kind of moving cubes onto different places. Yeah, and it was a game I'd never, never played before but always wanted to. That was really cool. I see what you mean because... In real life, the the cubes get knocked around a lot, and that mm -hmm. can be frustrating. So it's kind of nice to have that, or that's not going to happen. You can't bump a table online. Exactly. Well, unless you want to, but... You can't lose any cubes underneath the table either. That's true. That's very true. Anyone else have a favorite experience? Did you just address me? Sure. Do you have a favorite experience? 
Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't. I didn't hear you say my name. I do. I actually, I actually have two that I'd like to share. The first is, um, I have had the absolute pleasure of playing Twilight Imperium for uh, three times in the past five weeks. Which has, let me tell you, been an incredible experience. Twilight Imperium, of course, is the uh, fabled game that takes just an incredible amount of time. I think average games are somewhere between maybe 10 to 12 hours. And so it's been really a delight for three Saturdays over the past couple weeks to just start at 9 or 10 a.m. and not finish until close to the next day. And then you end it and go, where did where did all my time go? Like, I just spent 12 hours <laughs> on this game and I loved every second of it. Oh, that's great to hear. Do you think that it's more fun to play it online than in person? I will say I've never actually played Twilight Imperium in person, so I don't have a full a scope of that understanding. But I really, really enjoyed playing it online because, you know, with a game that is so long, it can be so hard to get people in the same place at the same time for the same amount of time. And so it was really great because we could take breaks. You know, somebody had to go pick up a package at some point or go to a different meeting. And so it was so easy to just kind of sign off of the Discord for a couple minutes, half an hour, an hour, and then come right back at the end of it. It made it so easy. Actually, I don't know if we would have been able to play um, without Tabletop Simulator. Oh, that's certainly wonderful to hear. Rachel, you said you had two favorite memories, and I'm not going to let you sneak away with that one. <laughs> What's the second? I think you know what my <laughs> second favorite is. Uh, my second favorite, of course, has to be um, the budding romance that, uh, well, I would say Max, but actually Chet Remington and I uh, found in Fog of Love. Oh, what Fog is Fog of, of Love? Fog of Love is a wonderful game that, uh, I think it's a two-player game. Am I correct, or can you make it more than two-player? Oh, it's two-player. It's a two-player game. Uh, where you are tasked with either, I guess, finding love or potentially breaking down a relationship with another person, uh, two characters that you create in-game. Uh, yeah, I don't know how much more I can tell about it. Max, maybe you can uh, give a little more information. Uh, it's, it's basically an improvisational game where um, you really create a character uh, with another person while they are creating their character, and then uh, you somehow make them either fall in love or... Really not. Really not. Really not. Yeah. Really, really not? <laughs> Sadly, uh, Max and I were unable to fall in love. We tried our best. We really did. But it just it wasn't meant to be. I played Fog of Love once in person, and it was a very strange experience. It's the <laughs> only way I could really line it up. It was like you can be anyone you want to be. And at the same time, your person has like these motives of like, they want to be affectionate or they want to be caring or they want to be cold. Or like, they have these personality traits. And I'm like, this isn't me. What am I supposed to be doing <laughs> in my life? And what's so funny is you are having dialogue that is so reminiscent of like a real relationship. You know, you're talking about like an argument you had with your in-laws or whether or not you want to adopt this stray dog or like all of these things. And, you know, it's funny. I was playing on Tabletop Team later with Max and I, I live with quite a few other people. And so occasionally, you know, one of my roommates would walk by or my boyfriend would walk by and kind of give me a look like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you talking about? What are you doing? <laughs> Like, no, I promise, I you're promise, it's out? just a game. What do you mean you're moving out? You're pregnant? What do you mean? <laughs> Let's sort of dive into the, the differences, whether it's positive or negative, between Tabletop Simulator and real life. I can give one, um, since I didn't really get to share my favorite experience, but I don't really have one. I've played a lot of games in Tabletop Simulator since I got it, and I've had a lot of enjoyable experiences. Um, I, I have to say I'm not personally a huge fan of playing on Tabletop Simulator myself. And the reason that is, is because it always seems to take longer than in person, in my experience. 
And that's something that, that bothers me. It's not something that bothers everyone, but in my experience, like a two-hour game on Tabletop Simulator usually might take three to four hours. A one-hour game might take two hours. And that's something that it tends to rub me the wrong way. So that's I would say that's the biggest negative for me. The other one I would say is, is it kind of gets clunky, like trying to move cards and pieces around, especially if you're trying to stack stuff or you have a bowl of resources that you need like five from. You have to take them one at a time from the bag and then put them back in the bag one at a time. Whereas in person, I can just grab a bunch. Uh, I would like to say that um, the spending an extra hour uh, doesn't have to be a negative. I, it means I could just spend an extra hour with Connor, for example. <laughs> well, it's negative for me, Max. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, no. uh, I, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Let's get away from that. Um, do you guys have any differences you want to talk about? Yeah, so I kind of agree with Connor that the games tend to run a bit longer. But Max, I agree with you in that it doesn't actually really bother me too much. I think, you know, being able to be in your house and, you know, if someone's taking a particularly long amount of time, you know, it's it's not so bad because you can kind of, you know, go make yourself a cup of tea or get some food or if you need to take a break, you can, which I really like about it. But yeah, Connor, I have had I have played a few games that definitely have gone, you know, one and a half to two times the length, which which can definitely be a drawback, I think. If you're playing like a negotiation game or something, you don't have any t any face reads on people to to see what they're going to do. It is one thing on that note I did want to mention, though, that it, it can be frustrating if you aren't able to look at things on the board without like hovering your mouse over it and everyone can see where your hand is in the, in the program. <laughs> so if you have a game with a lot of hidden information, that can be a struggle when you can you want to go look at a card or look at a section of the board closely and everyone knows you're looking at it, you know? Well, Connor, I don't think anyone else is looking at your hand is the thing is they're too busy also looking at different secret information yeah that's fair enough uh, what do you think about the differences bjorn um i'll definitely agree with you on the card part uh dealing with cards in tabletop definitely feels <laughs> clunky but there are definitely good things as well like things that you want to stay in place that um otherwise might be moving around it's also really nice with um like scripted things I don't know if we're going to talk more about this later, but some games are very well like put together and that, that makes certain parts of the game easier. Um, I know I uh, played Azul on tabletop and then I played it in real life and I was very surprised by how long it took to grab like four tiles and put them somewhere every time. And on Tabletop Simulator, that was just automatic. Yeah, we can talk about scripting now. So for those that don't know, some of the mods on Tabletop Simulator, people have gone so far into code in a script that will automatically do certain aspects of the game for you. A big thing that I find this is to be advantageous for is setting up a game. That's one of the biggest positives of tabletop simulator for me is that the setup is completely done for you you just click load like i'm gonna load in azul and there it is it's all ready to go or you click a button and sometimes the scripts are like oh you're playing with two players three players or four players you click the button and then it does everything already it deals your starting hand it sets all the tiles on the board picks a character for you all that stuff and that feels really nice to have happen yeah, exactly. Uh, specifically uh, in Scythe, for example, the board setup is, is just done immediately. It's so great. Um, 
or, or in Eclipse, one of the hardest things in Eclipse is putting every single tiny little cube, every single person has to put like 30 cubes on their board. And so it already having been set up is great. Yeah, I can imagine games like Gloomhaven where the setup can take like 15 minutes if you're doing it efficiently. And to have that happen automatically for you on Tabletop Simulator is great. We should say that not every mod is scripted. Not every game you play is going to have those nice qualities. But the ones that do can make some elements of the game go really fast. I mentioned earlier that there was mini golf that you could find on there, maybe one creative application. Uh, Were there any that stood out to you when you checked through? Yeah, when I've poked around there before, I've seen different, almost like art pieces made. People have taken RPGs or whatever, and they've made like sculpted figures of Pokemon or whatever, and you could just take them and drop them into another mod and do that. Um, I used to play HeroScape a lot, and... I was part of a project and someone who was part of the project, I guess a fan of our work, decided to like start putting some of the custom cards we made on Tabletop Simulator one time and they just spent years putting this stuff on there just just for fun and that's really cool to see people passionate about something like that. Yeah, the community engagement is awesome. It's really nice to see that like, you know, games get updated so frequently and there's so many new aspects that are added. I mean, there's just I, I was always shocked to see that even games that came out you know, late last year, we're already on Tabletop Simulator, of course, you know, in in various stages of um, usability. But it's just so nice to see a community of people working so hard on this. Connor, we should play HeroScape sometime. It was uh, one of my favorite games growing up, but I always had trouble getting people to play with me because the way we would play was really slow and take like several hours. Um, but yeah, I would be very excited to do that. Well, I would be happy to any time, man, because uh, you may not know, but HeroScape is the reason I play board games in the first place. I have a long-seated history with HeroScape. Um, that's a story I can tell on another day, and we're not talking about the virtual world, but HeroScape is available on Tabletop Simulator to play. Um, it is a little bit of a hassle because it's a game where you create your own map each time you play, so... I found for me, I have to make a map and then save it as its own file and load it in. If I want to play a different map, whereas in person, I could throw a map together in 15 or 30 minutes. Online, I'd have to go through the whole process of picking up each terrain piece and putting it down, which can be a hassle. But it's definitely something we can do. We'll have to uh, take care of that later on. But Rachel did bring up a good point I wanted to segue into, which was new games on Tabletop Simulator. This is something that strikes my fancy because I'm someone who follows releases and follows the industry a lot and sees like what's coming out and what's upcoming. And a lot of companies I've noticed have started hiring people to make tabletop simulator mods for games that aren't even out yet. Sometimes they put games that are on Kickstarter or not even on Kickstarter yet, like games that are are not even ready to go. They're play testing on tabletop simulator. Oh, and that's really cool to see. That is really cool. So one thing that I was thinking about recently is, you know, tabletop simulator is kind of what seems to be this maybe legal gray area where it's I I was surprised to see that a lot of these games were available for free and they weren't necessarily sponsored by the creators. And so that's really cool to hear that the creators are actually jumping back and say, like, no, we like this. Like, let's actually make more content. Let's legitimize this whole thing. That's really awesome. There's some really great content made by the developers um, of the games. For example, Gloomhaven, which was the number one board game on Board Game Geek for years, uh, 
has gotten a, a second a sequel made called Frosthaven, and the developers actually put a demo of some of the different uh, parts of Frosthaven onto Tabletop Simulator for free for people to try, just so that people could, could play test it, could get excited for the, for the new version. The same thing happened with, uh, I don't know if you played it with me or not, Max, but I played the demo of Pandemic Legacy Season Zero on Tabletop Simulator several months ago when it got first announced, and that was really cool. Yeah, it's definitely a great way to, uh, to get up hype for an upcoming release. I agree for sure. You know, I think that we um, were talking some about some of the negatives, you know, about how the games can go a little too long and things like that. But yeah, Tabletop Simulator has really changed the way that I have approached board games and played board games. And there are so many phenomenal things about it. And yeah, just the availability of games is one thing. I mean, so much content, so available. I was actually um, talking to a friend recently who was saying to me, you know, one of the things that I, I don't love about board games is that I can't play enough of them. I don't have access to enough of them without buying them or, you know, committing so hard in the beginning. And I said, wait, have you heard about Tabletop Simulator? This wonderful, you know, community of people who are like bringing all of these games to you and making them so accessible. I mean, it's it's really awesome. Yeah, I do really like the try before you buy kind of thing. I'm at a point in my collection where I, I try very hard not to purchase a game blind anymore. And it's really nice to be able to get online and and even if it's going to be for me personally, I always prefer the analog experience and I consider like playing on tabletop simulator to be a, a suboptimal experience. But for me to still check out a game and see if I like the feel of it, what the rules might look like, whether I hate it or not before going out and picking it up is a really wonderful thing to be able to do. Yeah, it's a huge plus for sure. An interesting topic we can touch on now is is teaching games online or learning games online. I'm someone who teaches a lot of games and I find that teaching them on, on tabletop simulator is a very different experience. I am someone who likes to use my body language a lot and I like to pick up cards and show them around and point to pieces and do this and that with my hands and things to help people explain. And I struggle with teaching games online. And I wonder if any of you guys teaching or learning perspective think that you have a easier or harder time doing it on tabletop simulator. I have mostly been in the learning camp. I haven't actually had a chance to teach a lot of board games, mostly because my one of my goals this year was to learn as many new board games as possible. Um, I actually really enjoy the learning experience on tabletop uh, for a couple of reasons. I think the first is that the ability to draw on the board, you know, with the pen tool has actually been really, really helpful for people to circle things um, and to show you where things are and to show you moves. It's nice to be able to also... Uh, I was running Power Grid a little while ago, and Andy Miller was showing us some possible moves that you might want to do, and he was actually setting up the board and going, and then when he was done, we could just say, you know, reset board, start over, and didn't have to worry about setting up again. And also, I think one other thing that's been really, really great is having my laptop next to me, so if there's a rule that doesn't make sense, or there's a question I have, I don't necessarily have to pause the game and ask, I can just kind of Google it on my own, which has been really, really nice, and I think speeding up gameplay. Yeah, I'll echo that. Um, for me, learning on Tabletop Simulator is pretty smooth. Um, and one thing that helps with that is that you can see everything on the board all the time. Like if, uh, if someone points to a card and says, here are the rules for X, and then they go through them once, um, but of course you forget, you can later just go back to that card and read those rules again. You don't have to like reach across the table and ask for it or yeah you can just read all of the things on the board whenever you want 
as a um, as a fellow teacher, I know Connor also teaches lots of board games. Um, I've uh, I've definitely had to adapt the tabletop simulator. Like it is uh, definitely a different experience, but it does. Um, as long as I, I make some preparations, like I set some cards aside beforehand, if I know that I'm going to be uh, bringing out specific cards, or as Rachel said, you know, um, drawing on the board and then resetting it afterwards. Uh, as long as I make a little bit of preparation, it, it gets to be very simple and can, uh, I wouldn't say be faster just because it's still uh, a bit harder than, than using my, my hands precisely, but, um, definitely still a good teach. Yeah. Max and Connor, you have, you have both, um, taught me games during the past couple months and, uh, still it's just as engaging and just as informative as it always is. I know it might be a little more challenging for you, but I, I've certainly enjoyed some of the teachings that you've done. Well, thank you. Teaching is uh, a good practice. It takes, you just got to do it to get good at it. And I, I try very hard. I, I have had people in other, like unrelated to board games entirely, other gaming servers on voice call, just be like, are you a middle school teacher? You sound like a teacher. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. It is a compliment. It is definitely a compliment. You don't have friends coming up and talking to you? Ugh, friends. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. I signed up to do 100 episodes of The Max, and dear Lord, I've already regretted it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but the Discord kind of acts like your friends who come over to see what you're up to, because, you know, it... 11 p.m. and Zach Silva or Dan Sheehan will jump in one of the Discord channels and be like, hey, can you can you uh, share what you're playing? Can you um, like throw that up on a stream? Like, yeah, of course. And then they start like talking and like commenting, and it's it's kind of like real life, not exactly, but close to it. It is a nice uh, mirror of real life social experience, that's for sure. I know a lot of the people who listen in to join the gang are human. And I also know a lot of the humans who listen to our sponsors have phones. If you fit into both of these groups, you might be interested in Join the Gang sponsor, Made for Doe Engine. Made for Doe Engine is available for free on any mobile device, even the Nintendo Switch, and is the number one app in the App Store and our hearts. Made is partnering with us to announce their new update, the Battle Ball. Each day you can send one of your champions into the Battle Ball and they will never return mysterious. If you join Made for Doe Engine with our signup code, K-O-N-R, you not only get one fell stinger, 1,000 bees, and two bee farmers, but you also get a free champion. This will set you up to overpower your opponents who also all got the same starting items. I needed this one turtle chef champion so much that I've mortgaged my home for it, but you can start for free. Once again, the signup code is N-U-T-T-G-E-O, once again, that's A-G-E-N-U. Sign up now. I kind of wanted to close this discussion with any like tips or recommendations you might have for people who have thought about getting into Tabletop Simulator or maybe they've never heard of it before and they were just first hearing it uh, of it now. Is it, is it something you would recommend for everyone? Is it something that you think would only uh, fit a certain type of person? What I would say first is that if you've bought it and you're trying it out for the first time, I think the most important thing is to just be patient. You know, it's it is very obviously a different experience than playing board games in person. We all love to play board games in person. It's probably like the, the best experience that you can have. To, but I think that Tabletop Simulator can 
can come close. It's not going to be the same, but I think once you get used to the interface and you learn some of the commands and kind of like what you can do with it and the most efficient ways to do things, I think that, you know, if, if playing board games in real life is a 10, for me, I think that Tabletop Simulator can get to be a 9.5. I think it can become really, really close to the same experience. I'll just say that for a while I was skeptical of Tabletop Simulator. I thought that it would be pretty clunky, um, and it is kind of clunky, but it's a lot less so than I expected. Um, so, yeah, I guess just don't set your expectations too high, and they'll probably be exceeded, because um, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mirror that uh, sentiment uh, pretty exactly. I also was skeptical for a long time. I ended up getting a copy for free, and I have been having a good time with it. I would definitely say, especially right now, we have limited resources. Now is the best time to get into it. We have a lot of people here on the server who like to play games. And just in general, like right now, game nights aren't a thing. So we have to make do with what we have. And doing this online, it comes pretty darn close. Yeah, it's it's really fun. All things considered, I mean. Yeah, the fact that we are still able to play games is at all that's even if it's twenty dollars that's worth it it's so worth it and one thing that i don't think we've talked about that is so necessary is in real life you know after you lose a game it's not super socially acceptable to flip the table but on tabletop simulator you can do it anytime you want and it's totally (laughs) it's totally fine (laughs) it's very fun it's very fun highly recommend and before we flip the podcast i just have one last question for you guys and that is do you guys have any invitations to um, to people you haven't met, people you have met, to uh, to join in some tabletop? I know we we actually had this podcast already. Bjorn invited Connor to uh, to play some HeroScape. I would say that um, as a general invitation. So my goal this year is to play as many of the top 100 games on Board Game Geek as I can. And right now I'm sitting at around maybe 30 or 35. So. Maybe I'll post a list sometime and, and a call to action for anyone who's played any of the 60 or so games, 70 or so games I haven't played anytime, anywhere I'm game. That's a fantastic call out. And I'll say the same. I know a lot of people uh, like to come to me for game advice, and I am happy to show people games that they're interested in learning online, if that's at all possible. And for people who are listening who are part of the New Age Discord server, there is an opt-in role in role selection. You can uh, take the role and get pinged whenever people want to play Tabletop Simulator. And also, you can just head into the board games chat whenever you want and say, hey, does anyone want to play a game right now? And like Rachel's saying, she just showed up and and said, hey, does anyone want to play a game right now? And a dozen people came out and were like, yeah, I want to be your friend. So (laughs) that could be something you could do, too, all listeners out there. I've been meeting some people at the events this semester so far. There's been two events, and I've already met maybe five new people. And that's really nice to know that new people are still showing up. So I'm looking forward to more of that. Yeah, and uh, and I'd just like to generally invite uh, if anyone. Now I'm going to be posting many times in board games. Just in general, when I want to uh, to play a game, when I want to get some some players, and if anyone, literally anyone, wants to uh, to play that board game, you know, I'm going to I'm willing to teach. I'm there to teach the board game. Uh, I can incorporate anyone in. I want to meet new people, of course. So please join. Yeah, uh, I just want to say a big thank you to you guys for coming on. Bjorn and Rachel, it's really nice to have you guys. Thanks for coming on, everyone. 
Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. So on behalf of Max, myself, and the entire New Age Discord community, thank you for listening to Join the Gang, a New Age community podcast. Our next episode is going to be a holiday special, and it's going to be a good one. So we hope you tune in for that. All right. Sayonara. Sayonara.